And welcome back to another episode of JB's Driving Podcast. Uh, this is Independence Day Part 2. Before we continue, we want to congratulate the United States women's soccer team and specifically Scott Schaefer. Scott Schaefer is the water boy for uh, the women's soccer team. So congratulations, Scott, for carrying the women's water. And now, Independence Day Part 2. <laughs> All right, so we're back in uh, Goldblum's office. Goldblum is watching TV with reports of all the aliens parked over the metro areas. He realizes there's a countdown embedded in the codes. Calls his ex. This is what you already explained. So we jumped jumped the scene. Oh, sorry. That's okay. No, we, we did this one. We did this already. Okay. Then we go back to. Then we switch back to Vivica Fox giving Smith the business about leaving for the fourth because he was called in because right. it was happening. And then Smith is curious. What's he's, going he's on? He's like, I'm in the military. I know I have leave. I'm in the military. The world's under attack. <laughs> Of course I got to go to work. <laughs> and she's like, what's wrong? And she opens the corner, this, and there's that alien. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like some of these parts are just eh, cringy. Yeah, but that's, I, I actually felt that that was more true than not, though. With a lot of the shit that comes up later in the movie. Oh. That's the way a girlfriend or a wife would act. Come on, dude. Seriously? Yeah. You know that. All right. So, uh, ugh. We get another Hirsch scene here. Yes. Goldblum, okay, goes to, he's in New York City. He goes to help his dad out because New York City's in, in panic. And then, of course, his dad opens up with a gun. It's a shotgun. Because that's what people... Was it a shotgun? Or was it, it was a rifle or something. He had like, yeah, it was a long gun. It was a long gun. Oh, okay. It probably was a shotgun. I, I just... Yeah, I don't remember <laughs> what it was. But. Um, then there's the... Then well, there's the car... Well, he wasn't going to help Hirsch. He was going to he, get the car. Yeah, and for some reason, Goldblum can't drive. I don't know if they ever explained why. He didn't get a license. He just never because got a he's license. well. They kind of already explained all that because he is a beatnik. He's basically all about saving the planet and recycling. Because okay. he had that whole scene where he threw a shit fit because people were throwing aluminum cans in the regular trash instead of the recycling, um, and he was all about recycling and saving the planet. So he rode a bike to work, which I, yeah. is why he could get out of the city because he rode his right. bike. and he had the bike at the chess game. I remember that. But I, I remember them saying he didn't have his license, but I didn't. He never got his really license, and which a lot of people in New York City don't right. get their license because they either take cabs yeah. or now Ubers. It's trouble to have a car. Yeah, it's, and it's too expensive, yeah, like, you know. So, you know. But, of course, your dad is a famous taxi driver, so you're <laughs> well, going to get him to drive, nice drive you to. Uh, uh, there's a certain amount of truth to that. Yeah. Then, uh, Did you ever watch Dear John? You would have been old enough. Dear for that. John, yes. yes, I remember seeing that. Okay, Judd Hirsch. Yeah, that was the other Judd Hirsch move show. Yeah. yeah, I don't know that he did anything else with his career except for Taxi, Dear John, and ID Four. I'm sure he did other shit. I but think I don't he shows think up of anything like, else. Not even as big a part as this movie, but he shows up every now and then in something odd, and you're like, oh yeah, you know, I forgot about that guy. But but I don't think he ever played up his. Jewishness until this. Oh, this and this car ride is a. Oh, uh, this Jewish. is where it starts to this get is, bad. Yeah, but no. it doesn't get over the top bad quite yet. I mean, I don't even know that he's Jewish in real life. None of his. Other I don't know. That's why I said I don't ever remember Jewish, him so. being Jewish. Yeah. He must be, because they would have, you know, they would have thrown a shit fit if they had a non-Jew playing like playing over the top so Jew. Over the top, yeah. You know, because uh, well, fucking, what's his name's Jewish. Uh, uh, not Goldblum. Well, Goldblum is, but um, uh, Harvey Firestein is fucking Jewish. 
which, you know, there's nothing better than raspy voice gay Jew guy. I mean, it's just fucking wonderful character. And he plays it so well. Right. With such enthusiasm. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he's great. He's part German Jew and Dutch Jew. So self-hating Jew? Yes. Okay. Yes. So at least he's not Austri- Austrian Jew. Austrian Jew. So they're in their car driving. Goldblum's get, getting shit from his stereotypical Jew dad. Then we're back. Oh, you don't think he know? <laughs> they know, David. <laughs> <laughs> it is a horror. I'm looking forward to cutting it's these so clips. fucking bad, but it's it's not quite there. I have to wait. Well, well, yeah, we're all I, freaking. I like how the whole time they're driving down, and he's he's telling his son. They don't need you to go down there. They know what they're doing. Like you, th- you think some cable guy is going to be able to tell like the leading? They know, David. You know, scientists. You don't think in, they know? In, they in know. Washington D.C. What they know? And then he gets down there and he throws a whole stink about. You better listen to my son. He knows more than you. Well, that's because he does the whole thing where he's like, "I can triangulate her position with her cell phone." Right. <laughs> you can do that. Of course, every cable man can do that, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Within a building, not just like where what building? What's a in? fucking White House? You're going to tell me there's not scramblers and everything else, or they would be able to track every movement the president made? That's right. the most ridiculous thing ever. But yeah. it was 1996, and I literally just Big watched Family down. Feud from 1988 this morning, so uh, I kind of got a grasp for the mentality of the time. Yeah. It wasn't bright. What? Dude, if you ever want to know the mentality of the fucking people, yeah, watch Family point. Feud. You got a good point there, yeah. Because they take surveys, surveys of assholes out on the street, yes. and the answers they come back with, it's surprising how much it reads into the po- the populace mm-hmm. and the opinions that were going on at the time. You know what's good so in that? 1988, they literally, this woman literally said Ronald Reagan was the worst president of all time. And it came up as the seventh answer. Of course, you know the number one answer. Everyone knows. Carter. No. Nixon. Oh. And then Carter was number two. But uh, then there was just ridiculous Match game from the 70s is even better. Match game, you're right. But match game was more about sex. Yeah, my God. It really was. Match game and uh, the, the newlywed game, those were much more about sex. But Family Feud... Because they were asking people on the street and they can kind of bleach down the answers, then you could really get a sense. Even if it was, it's it's amazing. That's it a really, really good is. point. It'd be interesting to watch episodes from that show from. And since know, it's been on every, every ten years or whatever, and it's see been on forever. Yeah. It really has. I mean, it's had different hosts, obviously, but it's you know I was literally watching 1988's version right. with Roy Cohn. Who has since hanged himself, hung himself. Yeah. What do you shoot He was a fruit. But the best part is going back and watching the old 70s ones, though, dude. Wait, you talking about Roy Cohen, like Trump's lawyer? No, no, no. No, no, no. It, Roy Cohen's the, uh, he was an actor. Oh, okay. It was, uh, maybe I'm, mis- maybe I, I'm no. getting his last name wrong. No, it's Roy Cohen's. Cones, cones. It's something like that. Yeah. Okay. But um, no, he's not the lawyer. He's not a lawyer. He was an actor. He did. Um, I thought it was the guy who was in uh, um, the Running Man. 
Oh, that was that was before Roy Combs. Okay. That was um, what's his name? I can't remember his name, but yeah, he was. He the guy who used to like kiss all the women. Yeah, that's the guy I was just about to talk about. What's his name? He was on Match Game all the time. I can't remember. God damn! And he used to fucking make out with the the everybody. Roy Cohn, on the other hand, wouldn't touch anybody. Okay, like people went to go touch him, like to go give him a hug or something, and he would like back off. It was really fucking weird going from like. That guy to Roy Cohn, right. who just literally looked like he was a, afraid to touch people. Yep. It's almost like, you know, Howie Mandel doing a fucking... Yeah, you're going from Joe Biden to Howie Mandel. Right. It's exactly. Yep. It's a perfect example. Anyway, move on, sir. So, so we're back in the desert where, for some reason, they arrest Paul, who is going apeshit about the aliens coming back. Meanwhile, his son rescues his daughter, who is being seduced with the usual... World is going to shit. Let me stick it in. Yeah. Such an obvious scene, but it's so good. It's so fucking true, though. Come on, man. That's great. And then they release Quaid. I don't, I don't understand that a whole... Why they ha- arrest him and then release him? Yeah. I, they got bigger fish than me to fry. <laughs> hey, hey, kids. I'm the drunk one, so let me fucking drive. Jesus Christ. Then we go back to the Air Force where there's this funny moment. What I don't understand TV. is why James Duvall actually stopped. I would have just kept <laughs> fucking going. You want to go get in the fucking plane? We'll drag you behind us. Go ahead. So there's this funny moment on TV where the newscaster saying, don't fire a gun at a spacecraft. You might start, <laughs> start an industry. <laughs> 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 oh, Lord. I always love that line. <laughs> you may accidentally... Kick off an interstellar war. <laughs> it's a great line. So so Smith comes in, and you have Harry Connick Jr., uh, who was one of these... Talk about over-the-top character in uh, this, too. Every fucking secondary character, except for Robert Loja, is yes. over-the-top. Yes. Um, well, Smith, as you said earlier, like submitted an application <laughs> to be at NASA... And he gives the envelope to Connick Jr. and Connick Jr. has to inform him uh, that he's not he's been ex- turned down. He's for been the turned astronaut program. He's more devastated about not being an astronaut than the fucking aliens. Priorities. I, I just. I, it's, yeah. It's at this jarring. point, yeah, you've come back to the base because you're about to fucking fight aliens. aliens. And you're worried about not getting into to NASA. <laughs> NASA might not exist next week, buddy. <laughs> Seriously. And then, of course, you have to have your typical gay scene here where it's because back then it was all about making a joke Mm -hmm. about being gay. Right. So they have their scene where Harry Connick Jr. is down on his knee with the ring in front of Will Smith and the other guy shows up. Oh, yeah. The uncomfortable gay scene. (laughs) It's like, Jesus Christ. As as much as I like to beat up the SJW bullshit that, that they do now. That shit happened all the fucking time back then. It's like, this is so dumb. It's such a goddamn cliche scene. (laughs) It's like, fuck you. This is so stupid. (laughs) Then we go to the strip club where Vivica shot. And I probably thought it was funny back in 96. I still think it's funny. Is it about to shake her ass while her coworker's making a sign that's going (laughs) to welcome the aliens? (laughs) Okay, first off, I don't give a shit if there's aliens on TV or not. I'm looking at Vivica A. Fox. She fucking was hot as yeah, balls. Yeah. 
dancing her ass off <laughs> off on stage, and they're all over there watching TV. Yeah, She's just yeah. like, fuck this. <laughs> they talked me into working. <laughs> I just came here for a check. <laughs> Nobody's watching my shake my ass. Damn. Damn. So then she has her little scene with the other uh, genius. Uh, <laughs> I made a sign. <laughs> May welcome. Make yourself at home. Make it's the dumbest. Home. And she thought it was the genius sign That's, too. It's right. like Scott Schaefer on the border. <laughs> <laughs> welcome everybody. <laughs> That's where he spent last weekend. That's why he couldn't do the show with us. He fucking flew down to Texas with his sign and said, "Welcome. Make yourself at home." A little American flag. <laughs> Well, he has that and the Venezuela flag <laughs> next to it. <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe these aliens come from like an awful planet and they're just trying to <laughs> come somewhere they can be free. I don't, you know. Oh, God. Oh, I got to carry that load, too. More people in the government dole. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> aliens show up and go on welfare. <laughs> Better care for the aliens. <laughs> Fucking assholes. Tim representing the alien in court. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Christ. Uh, Well, they are covered in KY jelly. Tim might enjoy it. Uh, We'll get to that later. Um, Tim is straight as an arrow, sir. uh Goldblum and Hirsch pull up. Goldblum uses the MacGyver device to get a hold of the ex-wife he has. He, like, takes this thing, plops it on top of the, the car or something. And is able to uh, call her phone. Uh, meanwhile, the Pentagon's going to use the helicopter, the welcome wagons. <laughs> so they're, they're they're taking the thing right out of Close Encounters of the Third Kind, yes. where they're doing. Doo, 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 they might lights. as well have, dude. I mean, it, yeah. it was a straight up scene. But well, they, honestly, the only thing there. I can say is that that would be something that the U.S. government would do is steal something from a fucking movie and act like that's something that you should actually do. Right. So it didn't... It felt kind of true to me. <laughs> as dumb as that sounds, except it sounds like something that the U.S. government would do if aliens except showed up. That they have this tiny helicopter flying up to this gigantic ship. Just like massive. It's the 20, f- 20 feet away from it, and you're going to shine a flashlight in their face. Like, yeah, the size of the ships kept changing, too, by the way, because they're supposed to be like 15 miles long. And right. so, and and I guess about a mile high, mm-hmm. but it's weird when you look at them. At certain points, like they don't look big enough, and other points they look way too big. So I will mm-hmm. say that the size just fucking kept altering. So, so, so then they let Goldblum and Hirsch into the Oval Office, and he makes himself at home. That uh. would never happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just let them in. They're <laughs> just hanging around the Oval Office. They're in the Oval Office yeah. while the president's somewhere with else. The, he's with the cabin. He's yeah. next door. He's like uh, literally there's a, a there's... guy who apparently punched the president before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just well, let him walk around. He wasn't the president at the time. No, he wasn't. Okay, you fr- you you punched the president. Yeah. So then the welcome wagon starts doing the lights, starting this massive fuck up, and then gets blown the fuck out of the sky. <laughs> Something's happening. <laughs> Something. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know, man. I don't. What is the? What is the? It looks like there's some kind of activity. Best possible scenario when you f- fucking have a helicopter and you're shining bright ass lights yeah. at an inner as an alien spaceship. Right. Yeah. 
What? They're gonna shine bright lights back at you? What? You know, like what? What are you hoping to get out of that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the only thing better than this scene is all of Mars attacks when they get the fucking the tra- translator. And they keep running around saying, we come in peace, we come in peace. And they're fucking shooting everybody. <laughs> that is so awesome. Is awesome. So, uh, so, yeah, they get blown out of the sky. And that's when they, they start evacuating the, uh, the White House. Yeah. Um, then we have this montage of these assholes. Uh, you have uh, that, the stripper on the uh, rooftop. You got Scott and Tim on the rooftop saying, welcome <sighs> to aliens. Yeah, Jesus People stuck Christ. in traffic. It's just every dummy in the world. Every, every dummy in the world. Now, the one thing I will say <laughs> is what I, the one thing I found interesting, because post 9-11, everybody kind of acts like the World Trade Centers were like the center of New York City. Right. But if you but really remember... The center of New York City was always the Empire State's building. Yeah. It, you know, and, th- and that is more than apparent. People didn't really in like the movie. World Trade Center. Like, uh, architects hated it. They thought they were ugly. They, you know, it was, it was yeah. such a different, in the 90s, it was never. It became part of the skyline. Right. But essentially, it wasn't as loved right. as everybody remembers since post nine. Post nine eleven, but before and and it's perfect representation of that is in this movie because of course they line the air they line it directly over the Empire State Building and they blow the fucking shit out of that. You don't even see the World Trade Centers no, getting destroyed. No, no, that's a good point. So it's like they're secondary. No, nobody really fucking cared. And this is in ninety six, right. ninety seven. You know when they were filming it. So how important really were they? Right. It's a lot different now, obviously, right. but I just felt well, that interesting because I, it's a timing thing. Along the same lines, I felt that way with the scenes in Iraq because it was before, you know, the current Iraq war, but but it was after the Gulf War. But right. it, it was it was sort of like back to oh, they're just sort of insignificant, mm-hmm. you know, not anything where we were. But really we hadn't in. completely left yet either because there was British and there was everybody else over in Iraq still. Yeah, I think they were doing like no fly zones. Because '96, we were still in, we were kind of in the cleanup of the Gulf War. We were still kind of there, but we weren't really there at that point. No. But anyway, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's just kind of weird the way that it, you know it's the time frame of the movie right. and what was going on in the world at the time. Right. Once again, though, you're feeding more into it because we're looking at it posthumously, so it's. It's not as big of a deal in the time. It's a bigger deal now. Right. So whatever. But it's it is kind of a cool, you know, yeah. sidebar. Yeah, it is a cool sidebar. Very informative. <clears throat> so uh dick. So you're such a dick. White House is evacuated. They make it at Goldblum. Did you I mean, do you, you find that interesting? We're having a conversation <laughs> back and forth. Do you yeah. literally find it interesting or not? No, I do. I, okay, uh, because he's over here just mocking the fuck out of I'm us. Not mock, I'm, I'm making sure that we're on task. That's part of the reason right. I like to have Scott here, because you know you guys have a dialogue where I'm looking ahead. Okay, go ahead, sir. Well, he, he likes having me here, because then you and I can talk about stuff, and he can figure out how to... How to make fun of us. How to make fun of us. How to shit yeah. on you, yeah. So uh, <clears throat> they make it into the, yeah, the Air Force a one. And, uh, a quick. Harvey uh, gets blown out in New York City. <laughs> 
Well, this is where isn't um, ah, Doctor Cat. There's a whole scene where Goldblum gives him a whole lesson in what line of sight means, and mm-hmm. yeah, they're the using whole satellites. The, yeah, they're using you mean it. line of sight, right? Yeah, they're using our because the president, of course, <laughs> he knows what that is. He flies planes, you know. He, right. So um, then Goldblum opens his laptop, and the, the countdown timer goes. But he up. does. Right. He does show him like that, like he's a fucking five year old. Right. He right. draws it out on like a napkin <laughs> yeah. or whatever. This is love. Yeah. The Earth's here, so you <laughs> can't see through yeah. the Earth. It's like Scott explaining the different sides of the At boat. night, it gets dark because this the sun is, is on the other side. This is starboard. This is the bow. This these, is the These stir. are cleats. Yeah. Let me make sure I tweet all this shit. Um, you guys asked. Captain Ahab over here. No, we didn't ask. You guys asked on the show. I looked it up while we were doing he the said, show. He said, I don't know what these are. And then yeah, you, yeah, I said, I don't give a shit. He said, maybe Scott can tell us. And well, we were, I was being facetious. So I, 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 you know, blow up our Twitter again. So... Uh, yeah, there's a montage of everything blowing the fuck up. It's a montage. And, but thankfully, Vivica A. Fox's dog makes it out just in time. Uh, yeah. The whole scene with you uh, know, him jumping into the... Now, I did. I think the destruction scenes were great. They were. I, I, I loved all the destru- destruction scenes. That scene is the worst of the destruction scenes where... Like, this wall of fucking fire seems to be coming very, very slowly, by the way. Mm-hmm. And... Things are just kind of blowing up into the air, like cars, cars just flying. flying up into the air for no reason, and people just flying up into the air yeah. for no reason. And she's in a tunnel, yeah. but I guess it's not an underground tunnel. It's I don't weird. understand it's, it's, that either. There's like a roadway overhead, but yeah. but there's like a maintenance door that's unlocked that she can go in and hide. Well, it's not unlocked. She's got to karate kick her way into that <laughs> bitch. Like Steel door. <laughs> but because... You know, she she must have left her go-go boots back at the fucking strip joint. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Shaking my ass, Rump. But somehow that's enough to protect them. You know, everything else metal is destroyed except for this. Everything tunnel. is this. The wall of fucking flames yeah. must have just stopped shy of the door. the door. The dog, yeah. Didn't do anything. Because she doesn't shut the door. No. And then he, the door's wide open. That big wall of heat. I thought she shuts it right as the no. The fire dog gets jumps there. in as the fire's coming, but then it kind of blacks it just goes out. Past and doesn't go in the. It doesn't. Yeah, somehow that yeah. doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't because that's not the way it would work. And then we hit July third. Yeah, and, and then they just do the 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 kion or whatever you want to call it of yeah. July third. And this is where the movie goes to shit. That that, yes. that blowing up everything yeah. pretty much just blew up the movie. This too. is where. He stops being, Judd Hirsch stops being the Jewish Jew ever and just becomes so over the fucking top. Yes, just just jumping. Oh, my God. And you know what else I didn't really remember? That this movie is two hours and 24 yeah, minutes yes, long. long. Very long. Movie. Very I long. had no idea it was that long. I, I, I saw it when I went to watch it. it was, I yeah. was just... I was, yeah. Because at this point, after I'm watching this, I like kind of paused it real quick to go yeah. get a drink or something, and I came back and I'm like, "Holy shit, this is two hours and twenty four yeah. minutes!" I saw in the back of the DVD, I was like, "Oh fuck, God. wow!" Yeah. It was it was just surprised the shit out of me. So we had this opening montage of the aftermath, of the Statue of Liberty's down. Uh, you have Randy Quaid bragging in his RV about how he was right. Um, Air Force One, uh, Pullman reveals he's a, a fighter pilot, former fi- fighter pilot to the comms director. They shoehorn that in there. Also, they inform him. Well, his they wife, have to for, yeah, you know, for later, on. later on. His wife is dead. A helicopter didn't make it. 
And uh, Vivica Fox walks out to the Mad Max universe. Yeah. One thing I didn't like about the destruction scenes was the Air Force One takeoff scene. With the explosion behind it's it? It's just... So they make it so close. Like, this thing is coming faster than the plane can fly. And it's somehow... Dude, if you didn't like that scene, then the scene at the end where they nuke the fucking uh, thing in space... Well, it had to be one of the worst scenes you've ever seen because the explosion actually encompassed the plane. Right. And yet they still somehow made it out. Right. Or I don't know. How about the Return of the Jedi when the fucking Death Star explodes and they're still inside the Death Star when it explodes and then it comes shooting out well, the Millennium they, Falcon. They get out right as it. Yeah, yeah, this is exploded. Uh, they didn't. Is it explodes it around them, and they shoot out of it. Uh, yep, go back and watch it. So we also get, uh, so the Air Force is preparing their counterattack with Pullman and his crew looking on. And this is where we get over-the-top Will Smith, because he's a little anxious to whip E.T.'s ass. The, boy, the world just blew up. He doesn't know where his, his girlfriend's at and her son. He ain't worried about his girlfriend. He don't give a shit. He's out there. I just I'm a little whipping uh, Jesus. Uh, him and Connick are swinging their cocks around. Connick like, is, nope. you know, hold me. <laughs> I mean, every fucking part of that. It's just, this is where I was saying every everything, like yeah. everything, everything out of their fucking mouths is just is one-liners. Yeah. From that point on, like. Yeah, it's, it's it, this is where the movie just takes a turn for the worse. I mean, that entire scene is just one-liner after one-liner after one-liner. But they're, not, they're not good one-liners. They're just—they're not. It's not like anybody has ever repeated. But it's not conversation. Ever repeated, you don't shoot that green shit at me. You know, it's, it's not like anything that's. I, oh, that's. What I, I, I agree. Oh, no, that they're yeah. all bad. They're all bad one-liners, but they're fucking one-liner. They're not. It's not, it's not conversation. It's not dialogue. It's, not dialogue. it's just. It's the shit that you say, the surf's up, pal. When you get, when you, you, you can't just hit a guy with a surfboard. You gotta say something cool, like surf's up, pal. You know that that that's every fucking line. There we go. Let's talk about that. So, so they launched their counterattack, and then the, the big ship spits out all these little aliens from uh, ships from F Zero. Well, not quite yet, because well, they try to. You gotta remember, the Reverend has to give his long ass interlude, Harry Connick Jr. As the good reverend would say, why we on this particular mission, we'll never know. But I do know here today that the Black Knights will emerge victorious once again. Amen, man. Amen, reverend. The reverend giving his stupid little speech. Gotta be over-the-top Cajun. And then, then they shoot the missile, and it and it blows up, so that's when they find out that there's a shield. There's a force field. Before the fucking planes start coming right. out. And then they're like, these things got shields too! <laughs> so these little spaceships just start picking these guys off one by one. Except for... Will Smith. Will Smith. <laughs> best pilot ever. Flies through the Grand Canyon. And flies through the Grand Canyon with two ships on his ass. Connick's there for a little bit. Until he eats shit. And of course, that's not drama enough for you. He's got to be running out of gas, too. <laughs> you just kind of wait the whole time for... Just took off. <laughs> I, I want permission to do a flyby. Actually, you probably don't remember that movie. Top, Top Gun. Gun. Okay, sorry. We just talked about Top Gun two weeks ago. I wanted to do it. Remember that? Okay. The text? All right. You probably don't remember. 
Sorry. Talk about it. I just it. didn't know if you remembered that particular line. That's a movie with good, good one-liners. That is, that is a great movie. Yeah, but they're good one-liners. These, aren't, these are shit one-liners. They're not dialogue. Every fucking word is just one... Di- yeah. one it's just horrible. So somehow Will Smith is able to fly everybody else who went down and takes care of the two ships through maneuvering and ejecting a parachute. Yes. Which covers the, which covers the glass so the alien can't see where he's flying. <laughs> Right. <laughs> they don't see they're about to crash into a wall. Oh, but it, 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 even better, it doesn't even blow up. Right. It just hits the fucking wall and then lands. And that's when uh, Smith goes over. He, he ejects. He goes to, uh, to the alien spaceship, <laughs> opens it up, and this is when the alien comes up and <laughs> punches the alien. But he doesn't punch the alien. He punches the, the bio the, suit. The, the bio suit knocks him out. And somehow <laughs> knocks him out by punching the bio Not suit. Not just, yeah, yeah. Welcome to Earth. Look at you. Ship all banged up. Who's the man? Huh? Who's the man? Wait till I get another plane. I'm lining all your friends up right beside you. That's what I call a close encounter. <laughs> you had to come down here <laughs> yeah. acting all big and bad. I'm supposed to be in the barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> it's every fucking line. Well, that's dude. what I call a close encounter. <laughs> it's Terry's dragging the alien behind him. And what the hell is that smell? <laughs> <laughs> so fucking dumb. So then so we go, oh, it gets worse, and it gets worse. We go to, we go to the, we go back to the her stereotypical. Oh Jesus suit. Christ! We're back with we, Air Force here One. We're going, here we go. This is the worst. <laughs> they're talking about nuclear. <laughs> this is going to be great. They're talking about you. They, they, now they're talking about using nuclear weapons since the Air Force has got because blown the asshole, suit. the one-dimensional fucking <laughs> Secretary of Defense, <laughs> his of course. He's got a hard one to use nuclear weapons. It's like Bill Crystal, yeah. It, it's it's so over the top though because it's like, okay. We shot one rocket at it. It didn't work. Let's not drop like the mother of all bombs on it or anything and try that. Let's just jump right to nuclear because that seems to be the way to go. Yeah, go to nuclear. Um, Goldblum doesn't want to use nuclear weapons yet, and they're like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. And, of course, this is where Hirsch. <laughs> Hirsch. <laughs> David, my David. <laughs> you'd all be dead if it wasn't for my David. If it wasn't for my David, you'd all be dead. Of course, you know. The entire hierarchy of the United States of America. The decision, oh, stop. They're, they're listening to Judd Hirsch. Right. <laughs> My David, he knew. <laughs> he saved all of you. Then out of nowhere, they talk, talk about Area 51. Okay. <laughs> I, I, li- I wrote this down. This is 1995 when it was written. Mm-hmm. 1996 when it was, you know, being filmed and released, right? X-Files was on in 1992. Yeah. Or maybe even earlier. I think it was earlier. I think that's 91. about right. 91. 91. Yeah, it was around. Okay. 
everyone knew about Area 51. Everyone. But yet they have this fucking scene where he's like, you knew, you knew all along back in 1959 when the, 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 where is it? Uh, you You had the ships, you knew... The Area 51, the Area 51. You knew. You knew. You, you knew. And this is where I... This say. is not a clip from the movie, by the way. This is Paul actually <laughs> recreating the movie. <laughs> this is just... It's fucking... It's amazing to me because this is where I stop thinking of him as a Jewish man and start thinking him uh, of him as an Italian <laughs> at a pizza parlor. <laughs> I, I literally... I'm sitting here listening yeah. to him and I'm like... You knew. <laughs> Mamma mia, you knew. What, what is it that you want on your pizza? <laughs> Pepperoni, everyone. <laughs> you knew. Pepperoni all that. David, you my knew David. all along that you wanted the pepperoni, but you asked for the cheese. <laughs> now you want the pepperoni, I said. Why did you want the pepperoni? <laughs> you don't ape shit. It's so fucking ridiculous, man. Yes. It's so over the top. It's so ridiculous. But it's funny when they start bringing the Air, Air 51, the U.S. military is going to supply them uh, with the filmmakers with accurate costumes, vehicles, and props. Uh, when they brought Area 51 up, they demand Emmerich and, and uh, Devlin to remove it, but they refuse, and that's when the military pulled out. I said, that was that. Everyone knew of Area 51 in 1995. Yeah. I don't know. Like, people would go well, to the town. You knew there was a conspiracy. You didn't know exactly what was true and what was <laughs> sensationalized. Sure, but the concept that they... Yeah, there were tour shops in, in this movie. There's tour Nevada shops. or New Mexico, wherever it is that have, in the town yeah. adjacent to right. it. Right. Talking about aliens. They they've had it's been in the newspapers. It's everybody talks about it. It's not like a hidden thing. I mean, it's a right. restricted air force base. Who gives a shit? I don't know what they do there. I don't care. But it's to to sit there and act like no one knows about this. David, my David. <laughs> <laughs> David, my David. Uh, so Vivica A. Fox is rescuing a bunch of people. Uh, with, like, she's Mad Max. She literally... She, you're right. She finds a tractor trailer and just, is like, I'm just going to go around and collect all the just collect people. people. Yeah, Whoa, people. wait a minute. It wasn't a tractor trailer. Okay. Be careful. What was you it? Never, you don't want some asshole to get on Twitter <laughs> after the show and correct you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that it, it was like a... A dump was, truck or something? Or? It was more of a dump truck. A tractor trailer, of course, you know. Mm. That's a separate tractor and a trailer. Yeah. So she ends up also rescuing the president's wife. And this yeah, is. Yeah, that seems so coincidental. Just too. Oh, everything's coincidental. They're, they're all, they all happen to be in the same. I mean, I could kind of see her like picking people up along the way. Why she would be heading into the city, though, when she's trying to get back out of the city to get to this Air Force base doesn't quite make sense to me. Because you would think that she would travel in the other direction. Right. Well, I don't know that she was, but I think the helicopter had crashed after takeoff at some point. And maybe it was on the way. Yes, to the, but on... she, was, it, she was downtown L.A. That was still downtown at that point? In the, the helicopter took yeah. off right after the... Because the, she was yeah. literally watching the idiots on top <laughs> of the... Right, the building, the, the stripper, and the yeah. right. So she, as she was taking off, so the plane, the the helicopter definitely went down in L.A. Yeah, and then 
she was going out of the city, heading towards the Air Force Base to be with him. Because he said, meet me at the Air Force Base. So why would she then walk, you know, she walks around, she finds a truck that can get around in this I, I just rubble, thought the helicopter and then made it goes farther. back into the city. I just thought the helicopter had made it farther by the time it crashed. And Okay. Well, it doesn't really, it doesn't make sense anyway. It doesn't matter. So we go to, uh, Will Smith is then picked up by the caravan of RVs led by Randy Quaid in the desert as he's dragging the alien. Then they arrive in Area 51, Pullman doesn't have a clue about this place. Looks like your oh. typical, and it looks like your typical alien facility with those really bright lights. Okay, I'm going to tell you this. Dressed up, what? Day one in Trump's administration, he was asking about Area 51. I guarantee fucking. Oh yeah. Day one. Day one. Day fucking one. I would too. <laughs> What's going on there? I gotta know. I gotta know. Yeah. I want to know everything. Uh, then Pullman's like, how did, where, how, about, how did the funding come for this? And Hirsch, who knows everything, oh, $40 toilet seats. That's why everything's so expensive. $20,000 hammers, <laughs> $30,000 for a toilet seat. Then they're introduced to the lead singer of Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Well, yeah. Rick Spiner. I, I like when they, uh, they go in and the, the one guy's like, oh, it's a you know, clean, clean room. Clean room. But Spiner's not wearing a clean room suit. <laughs> Well, he he's you know looks dirty. Not not that, but but then Bill Pullman's like, "Fuck it, we're going in. I don't care what germs get in. Like it's yeah. Well, I, and that's fine. I'm okay with that. The simple fact that they go into a clean room and Spiner's coming at them from the other side of the room, not wearing a clean room <laughs> outfit. Okay, I've worked in a clean room. Nobody gets no, to walk you know, around with a without clean, the mask and without the mask and shit. That's the point of having a clean room. I figured maybe he just lived there for so long that he's. He's, uh, wouldn't matter, dude. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You would not allow... You have to go shit. You can't shit in a clean room. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have a can of Coke yeah, in a clean room. He's data. Even he's, though they have one he's in the data. clean he's room. Not a, he's not a human anyway, so... That's right. He's not a human. He's data. So they show... He shows off the uh, alien, and he reveals that they've only been able to... Uh, the spaceship... They've been sitting around playing putt putt as well. Yeah, they've been sitting know. around playing putt putt because they've only been able to investigate it for the past couple decades, like, eight days when but the aliens showed up. Everything's gotten really cool the last yeah. couple days. Yeah, I but we, I didn't, but really, we didn't figure it was important to tell you any, that or anything yeah. until you got here. Until you got okay. here. Now I don't remember him doing much else other than data. Do you, Brent Spiner? Uh. I feel like there was some horror movie or something that he like some remake of. I don't know, not a Freddy Krueger, but something, some remake of something where he. But I, but yeah, I mean, he, he was he, primarily known as Data, and right. then he did this role, and I loved him in this role because it was so different than Data, right? And I, I really, really dug his role here. Um, he's over the top. He's you know typical. You know, like I said, every secondary character except for Loja. Is over the top and ridiculous, right. but I liked it. I liked his character in this. Uh, Adam Baldwin is the guy who said it was a clean major, room. Yeah. Um, he's the lesser of the Baldwins. Uh, he later, uh, more recently, did a show called Chuck, which was a long-running show. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was in that, but um, he's he was in a bunch of like eighties like 
miniseries or like like made for TV movies and yeah, he always with like Michael J. Fox. And, the beginning of his career, he played a lot more like the pretty boy role, and then as he got older, he played a lot more military type roles. Yeah. He was I all, believe he was, all, he was in X Files for a, yeah. a, a cup of coffee as well. Yeah, he was actually like usually like the the bully or the mean jock type, yeah. and I mean he's actually. You know, he seems to be a nice, nice guy, guy from what I've heard. He's like trying to help help out people and you know people get in the base and all that stuff. Well, in the movie he's yeah. a nice guy, but I mean in real life I've yeah. heard that he's actually a pretty nice guy in comparison. Like him and Steven are the ones that are So we gotta move it along a little bit here, guys. Um okay. <clears throat> So the caravan, the R V caravan with uh oh, I'm sorry, then they show up Spiner shows off the alien, he gets really excited. Yeah, like me erection is pain. Want to see her? Want to yeah. see her? Uh, meanwhile, the, the RV caravan with Will Smith and Quaid shows up, and we get another one-liner. You can't, you can't, you don't have clearance. Can't let you pass without clearance. And shows off the alien. Here's my clearance. <laughs> then everyone goes. The yeah. entire RV oh, caravan. Of course, the whole goes. RV. It's not just caravan. let this one go through because yeah. he's got something important. We're just going to let everybody through. Everybody go. Uh. There's at least 50. At least 50. Now, I will say that there is a one-liner coming up from Will Smith very shortly that I really liked. But we're not there yet. We're not there. So Pullman's been briefed about the worldwide destruction of every major city in 36 hours. Aliens are going to exterminate all of us. Um, right, because they... No, that was later, wasn't it? Mm-mm. Yeah, because uh, basically they are talking about that's, that's what they're when calculating. They're, that's what I have right here. I mean, oh, they were they've ca- blown up the big cities and they're going. Oh, okay, they're okay, going okay. To, all right, right, right. At, right. The, at the rate they're going to destroy yes, the smaller cities. That's Loja. Loja was saying right. that. Yeah. To Pullman. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, then they're informed that Will Smith brought a live one. Right. Um, so he brought the alien. Smith wants to go back to El Toro, which is a throwback to War of the Worlds. Hasn't anybody told you? It's blown up. It's gone. It's not there anymore. Yeah. Um, so then he, you know, they take the that and Vivica Fox does Vivica show up. Vivica Fox Toro, shows up at El Toro, sees that everything's shit. blown up, and yeah. they just kind of stay there and mm-hmm. decide that they're going to stay there for the night, I guess. Yeah. And um, there's a touching moment between Fox and the president's wife. Right. Where she's, I voted for the other guy. The voted for the other guy and the I'm an exotic dancer. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not. No, you take a, your shit, she's baby. I'm a dancer, and she's like, what, ballet or mm-hmm. tap or whatever? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so then we're transported back to Area 51, where Spiner is starting to cut open the alien, who the is bio co- suit, the bio suit who is covered in a KY jelly. Yeah. Uh, but while he cuts open the the alien, the the fingers are moving. It's just it's. It's typical. It's typical shit. Everything's you know, typical here. You think the person's dead, but he's really not. And how you know he's not? He's picking me the fingers. Alien springs up. Looks just like the alien from Aliens at this point. With Yeah, a little bit. See, yeah. I didn't get the whole biosuit thing. So it's the aliens inside, but the whole out, big out thing is just a It's a suit. A suit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he starts... Because when it gets up, the suit is actually open. So you can see the alien, which... Doesn't match the other aliens either, by the way. The other aliens had like these big, huge heads. domed heads. Yeah. And he's got like this, well, it's not, a, it was like a flattened dome. And he's got like this little tiny head. Yeah. And the suit is kind of opened up that makes him look 
like real big, but it, he's not really that big. He's right. He's tiny. Right. Yep. Um, but I thought when they were cutting into it, they were originally cutting him open. The yeah. Alien open. No, they're cutting like the bio open. suit open. They cut the bias. He takes out everybody. The alien wraps his... Uh, and then it's like full of snot, and they're like cutting through the snot. And the snot that's is when they KY jelly, to, yeah. That's yeah. all KY jelly. And then they're getting down to where the alien the is. little guy springs up, takes out everybody that's inside the operating room. In like a second. And of course, Pullman and his crew are outside the operating room looking in as destruction's happening. And it gets all fogged up. Spiner has the tentacle wrapped around him. And... He's the using his telekinesis to talk through Spiner. Right. Wants them all to die. And that's when <laughs> Pullman is then telepathically... And that's what I thought you were talking about, where okay. this scene, yeah, where Pullman's we, having that tele- telepathically learning everything about the alien the species. Aliens are actually Native Americans, where they go from uh, place to place, use all the resources, and then go to the next planet. Right. Or next part of the country. We won't get that. Uh, Will Smith wants to leave. This is the one line you're talking about, right? You really yeah. want to shoot me? Yeah. You really want to shoot me? Just tell him I hit you. I love that line. Yeah. That's a good line. The dude's like fucking twice yeah. the size. Just yeah. tell him I hit you. <laughs> Pullman, uh, Pullman eventually. Uh, and I like this scene. I'm sorry. Before that, um, when Pullman says, "Are, are these? Uh, is this glass bulletproof?" Right. Yeah, and he says, and no. he's like, "No." And then Adam Baldwin opens five fire people, and pull just, out their guns, and yeah, just start, start blowing away, just blowing the, the shit the out of them. Yeah, that was that was. Accurate. But he Spiner is definitely dead. There's no way Spiner is yeah. not dead right. in that scene. So I don't know how he comes back in the other movie, but whatever. So then we have um, Pullman orders a nuclear missile attack like, over Houston. Uh, <sighs> They, yeah. At first, they think it's successful, but it doesn't work, and Houston's going to shit. Nuke I I hate that line. Uh, <coughs> what was another line that I got? Oh, that might, I don't remember when that is. That might be later. The let's do it line. Let's, the president's let's do it. It, they're they're horribly delivered. It's really weird. I was very hot and cold with uh, Pullman in this film because I love his speech. I like what he does earlier in the film. I think he's he plays the role well, but then the lines are so the bad in the middle. So many lines, yeah, it, and they're just so horrible. They they really hurt the character, and they hurt and even his performance isn't great with him because they're. The lines are so bad that he delivers them the way the lines were intended to be delivered. But because they were so bad, the delivery comes across bad as well. Right. So it's kind of it's a weird dichotomy between the dialogue and his delivery, even though it obviously is delivered the way it should have been delivered, in my opinion. Right. So... Um Let's see, we're treated to Will Smith somehow. So the destruction happens at Houston. seems like all hope is lost. Will Smith somehow reunites with Vivica A. Fox. Fox, uh, but the wife uh, of the president then... Uh, well, he's had the helicopter. He picked them up. He brought them back to Area 51. They take the president's wife in there to try to help her, and the, the president shows up. With his daughter. The doctor saying, hey, 
uh, you know, if we got to her sooner, but he's not really listening, and he goes to her, and, and the daughter comes in, he gives her a kiss, they more or less say goodbye, and uh, the doctor pulls him aside and says, you know, we needed to get to her sooner, she's got internal bleeding, she's going to die. He's like, okay. He sends the daughter out, which I thought was kind of weird, but then he has a moment with his wife, and then he comes out, and he sits down on the bench next to his daughter and says, you know, she went to sleep. And that, obviously, she's dead, but, you know, I guess that's not important. You can lie to your children. You can lie to your children. So uh, that's, that, that's the moral I took out of that. That is scene. a very good moral. You can lie to shit out of your children. Yeah, yeah. Your older, children are so dumb that they can you can just lie directly to their face. Even though they say, can park a car Mommy's the fine. She just went to sleep. That's, so, all, that's, all. that's what I got out of it. But to go ahead. So sure. then, then we go to the crime of July 4th. All hope is lost. Um, Goldblum is going nuts um, because he just, you know, he thinks everything. Yeah, he's wrong. drunk off his ass. He's running around mm-hmm. and, you know, he's, he's just getting drunk because they blew, the, you know, they blew it all up. <laughs> it's the scene at the end of fucking Planet of the Apes, mm-hmm. really, because he's just... You know, I, I, there's no. What's the point of saving it? We, you know, if we trash it enough, they won't want it. He's they just going so, on and on. They were so and busy on and trying on. to figure out if they could do it that they didn't stop to think if they should do it. Right. Yeah, it's just, it's the same nonsense that you always hear. But I, I, I mean, obviously, the the Secretary of Defense was one dimensional and just wanted to blow it up. Yeah. Okay. At the same time, it seemed to me like they were kind of compressing. Jeff Goldblum's character down where he seemed multi-dimensional and now you're kind of compressing him down to this single solitary I'm trying to save the planet you know of course that relays later you know but somehow even though he's drunk off his ass his father says you know you're going to get a cold and from that he's able to come up with a solution to give a virus to the fucking aliens and that'll take down the shield and you know he's now immediately like not drunk <laughs> and, yeah, and tr- saving so the world. Sober, right. Yeah, he's gonna give it a cold. Right. That's that's the whole answer. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a cold. Well there was a Devin Emmerich had a uh, idea of putting a modern twist on the War of the Worlds. And that's all War of the Worlds yeah, was. Right. By like having the virus be techno technology rather than biological, the deleted scene would have revealed that all modern Earth technology is descended from the alien craft captured at Roswell, meaning that Goldblum's ability to craft a virus compatible with the alien technology is slightly more plausible. Yeah. Okay. So then they have, to, they have to figure out how they're going to deliver the virus, and that is through... Well, I don't know that it needed to be more plausible because essentially he figured out their code pretty damn quickly. Like, he was able to decipher their countdown code exceptionally quickly, which means that he should have been able to, Well, he, was, he just saw patterns, that there were repeating patterns that were getting shorter and shorter. I think that's a yeah, I guess little right. bit of a stretch. Yeah, I think that's a little different than kind of knowing the to, language right. You're right. So then we had this world, world, worldwide strike. Can you get a, a clip of that, the you're right? Play that. Okay, I'll keep playing that. I will. Pullman orders a worldwide worldwide strike, uh, and he coordinates this through Morse code. And at that base, they're recruiting the RV brigand um, brigade. Brigade. Uh, who are they going? Are you, anybody have any pilot experience? Of course, Paul's the first uh. one to jump up and say, "After nine, my God, in the crowd, Dustin." 
I'm a pilot. <laughs> I'll fly. On a personal note, I'd like to add that after I was kidnapped by aliens 10 years ago, I'd rather been dying for some payback. Ugh. So, I won't let you down, sir. <laughs> won't let you down. You said that to Adam Baldwin. So Smith, oh, of the, course, that he, comes back later. He says a lot. So Smith and Goldblum are going to space. Have thirty seconds to leave after they deploy the nuclear weapon. Once they deploy it in the uh, spaceship, and his, the ex-wife is concerned about Goldblum touching. Well, yeah, because she's the the love has always been there. Love's, she yeah. told you that. She told yeah. Judd Hirsch that earlier. The love has always been there. He just never had any ambition. Now you have ambition. Why has it got to be you? So stupid ass Will Smith and Vivica Fox have a wedding. Uh, have you ever heard of Chaos Theory? Oh yeah. <laughs> There's a shotgun wedding where where Goldblum and his ex are going to be the the witnesses because they got to get married. Yeah. Well, it might be the only chance they have. To be fair. Mm-hmm. Uh. Then as they're gathering all this ragtag group of pilots, that's where Pullman is giving this speech about it being their Independence Day. Good morning. Good morning. In less than an hour, aircraft from here will join others from around the world. And you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. Mankind, that word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interest. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July. And you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution. But from annihilation, we're fighting for our right to live, to exist. And should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday, but as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night, we will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it's not on the level of the uh, Indianapolis speech by any stretch of the imagination. But it is a very good speech. It is a very patriotic type speech. Mm-hmm. It definitely felt like a speech yeah. that would motivate. When you're saying the it movie, was very well written. You said in the movie theater, that's when like everybody starts cheering in the theater. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Dude, it was easy to get behind very it rah-rah. at that point. It was very good. It was very well done for a as poorly as most of the lines in this movie were written. Mm-hmm. This was a great that's fucking where they line. Spent all their energy. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you you got to give them on that. So, but then, of course, I'm a badass pilot, so... So he's going to go pilot. Here's your jumpsuit, sir. And then the one guy's like, what are you doing? I'm a pilot. It's Robert Loja, sir. Robert, Don't sorry. fuck it up. Sorry, sorry. Robert Loja. That's I don't think they were wearing jumpsuits. They were all flying the planes in, like, their street clothes. <laughs> Except oh, for him. No, like, compression suit or anything. Nothing. Nothing at all. That speech was filmed on August 6, 1995, 50 years after the U.S. dropped atomic bombs in Japan. 
Ooh. The scene was filmed in front of Air Force hangar that once housed Enola Gay, hmm. one of the bombers that carried out the mission. Yeah, that seems... I don't know. Wait, because you're implying something about this household? Is that what you're getting at? What? Never mind. Uh, Smith and Goldblum have a moment with a cigar. At this point in the Ugh. movie, I'm watching Curacao and Honduras on my computer playing the Gold Cup. So I'm kind of tuning in and out. Um, they're not even sure how to pilot an alien craft for the first time. This dialogue was actually improvised by Goldblum and Smith at the time. What, the oops thing? This everything, their entire dialogue in the spacecraft and with Hirsch and Goldblum, a lot of it was improvised. It um, was, I think that most of the dialogue while they're in the, except for later on when, he's, when he goes on and on about the fat lady. Ugh. But yeah. that, all that stuff back and forth when they're kind of like joking back yeah, and forth yeah. wasn't too bad. Right. Yeah. But then when they get later on and he's just like, I ain't heard no fat lady. Right. Ugh. So I hate S- that fucking. Smith pilots it out perfectly. No, he backed it well, into he the backed wall it in, after but the initial oops. After the initial, you know, where after the initial oops, he pilots it out right before it gets sucked in, and then we have the final montage. But come on, it's not like it was. I mean, I'm not a pilot or anything, but Jesus Christ, it looked like it was pretty much the same as what a pilot would do in a regular plane, doesn't right. it? It was just me. That's just you. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, but so, he, he had it drawn out, and he had the sign upside down or whatever. Yeah. Goes up instead of down. So this is the final montage where a Pullman is leading his ragtag Air Force <laughs> squadron up in the air where um, while Smith and Goldblum are, are busy uploading this virus, meanwhile, the stupid alien who's looking over everything doesn't have a freaking clue. As advanced as the technology they are. No, because they darkened the windows. They, yeah, they, they closed of, the windows. Closed, closed the shield over the windows, so. Come on, dude. I'm watching You, you can't tell there are humans in there. I'm watching Curacao and Honduras. Uh, so, Pullman shoots a, a missile. And it blows up on the, the, shield, the shield. And everybody starts disengaging, but Pullman's Pull like, your men back. <laughs> That's right. I want one more trip. I want one Hold on, Jermaine. I want another shot at it. Ugh. And it, he fires it, and it actually hits. And that's when they just start launching all their missiles at it. Um, and then the alien spacecraft launches all the little mini... mini, mini uh, yeah. yeah. Well, little I noticed, well, I noticed that this ragtag bunch of people perform better than the trained Air Force pilots yeah, oh, in know. the movie. I know. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, but at least you could take them down. That's the only argument you could make. Like, you could shoot a missile and it would take down without, an alien. Without the shields, they, they were vulnerable. Earlier in the movie, like, they were hitting them, but then it would just bounce off. Yeah. Or, you know, I'll so give it wasn't you that, but really still they doing were, anything. <laughs> the RV unit. Yeah. And, of course, Randy Quaid. All right, Mr. President. Here, he's got a direct line to the president. Randy Quaid. Ugh. Here we go. Um... Smith and Goldblum up in space are having difficulty leaving. Yeah, they're, uh, the pincer won't let them go. The pin, yeah, the pincer won't let them go. It's like a goddamn claw game, but <laughs> it's set the claw too uh, strong. And Hirsch leads a prayer circle, and that's when the... Uh, well, yeah, because he... Earlier, that's, that's another important part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Earlier in the movie, he revealed to... David, my David, David my that David. he had lost, he hadn't talked to God since his mother had died, mm-hmm. uh, or since Goldblum's mother had died. 
and uh, David came back and you know gave him the Torah and mm. and uh, the yarmulke and uh, told him basically you know you know here's another chance to to redeem right your faith right? so he's having a prayer circle a Jewish prayer circle and and the Secretary of Defense, Defense. comes over. The and he's fired like, Secretary of Defense yeah, at this yeah, point. He, they, he was, he was fired earlier. So, uh, you know, he's like, sit down, sit down. And uh, I'm not Jewish. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> it's like, ugh. This scene was actually banned in Lebanon. Because, All right. Because of the whole yarmulke and Jewish. They didn't want anything to do with it. I'm not surprised. They said so then we... Uh, the aliens are positioning themselves over Area 51 because they realize that's where everything is happening. They're preparing the primary weapons, whereas that middle part of the spacecraft opens up and you have that blue light. But thank God. Well, the president goes, and he's got a missile left, and he's heading towards it, trying to shoot it, and decides that he's going to aim for the big goddamn thing. The big, yeah. The, the thing that opened up where the primary missile would be. He shoots that instead. Why would he do that? I have no goddamn No idea clue. at all. So then, out of nowhere, we get Randy Quaid. <laughs> <laughs> I he got miss- a missile. He, he misses. He misses. The president misses. Yes. But then they think all hope is lost. And of course, Randy Quaid is the last missile of, of any of the ships. Uh, <laughs> but of course, it malfunctions. Of course, it malfunctions. Yeah. Sorry I'm late, Mr. President. Of course, that might not have, you you know, maybe that had something to do with the fact that he almost shot it off before they took off to begin with. And, uh, they give... Oh, and he's already earned his son's respect. That's right. But he gets the son's love very soon. Yes. So, Randy Quaid's like, I got him as well, it's stuck, so he's like, let's plow the road. And they start shooting off guns to basically take out all the aliens in front of them. And he goes to shoot the rocket. It won't take off. So I'm going to self-sacrifice. And he flies this thing up into it. The blue light starts coming out, yet he still like, fucking flies right into the it. Slowest fighter jet <laughs> Slow. ever seen. Yeah, just, I was hoping it was in slow motion because... I don't know how the damn thing would have stayed in no. flight and his as slow as it was going. dialogue is horrible. It's like when the Blue Angels do uh, that trick where they, they sort of, you know, point it up and still Except he's an idiot, along. and he right. doesn't even know which side of the road he's supposed right. to be fucking... And he's going in the direction he's trying to fly to, but he's going, like, slow. Yeah. How he slow. doesn't fall out of the sky, I don't know. And somehow he blows... It's just like, there's parts of our times, and... My generation. Up yours. Up yours. <laughs> it's like, who the, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about, man? It's horrible. Quaid is horrible. Quaid and Hirsch in this movie. I promised oh. you I would not. <laughs> I would not let you down. Hello, boys. Just tell Hello, boys. My, I'm back. <laughs> just tell my children <laughs> that I love them. <laughs> Hey, boys! (laughs) I'm back! (laughs) 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 Fucking dumb. (laughs) It's so bad. Fucking dumb. So then they blow up the spaceship. Meanwhile, Goldblum... You almost get emotional when he's talking about... No, you don't. You almost do. You want him to die. (laughs) Because, you know, you have kids. I have kids, okay? So, like, his son is sitting there, and, like, you kind of almost get to that point where you're getting emotional... 
And then he just ruins it horribly when yeah. he's just like, up yours. Up your my generation, up yours. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. Meanwhile, Goldblum and Smith manage to escape. Well, they shoot the missile, the missile. and that kind of like surprises the fuck out of everybody. <laughs> And the pincher comes loose, so now they can get away. And, and, and that's when uh, Goldblum says, must go faster, must go faster. Oh, God. The well, scene they, that they had the whole build-up. I ain't heard no fat lady. <laughs> they had the whole build-up. You know, they specifically mentioned before the whole battle scene that when they shoot the nuke, that it doesn't explode on impact, that they'll have 30 seconds to get out. Can you get out of here in 30 seconds? Right. It's like they... I ain't heard no fat lady. Must go faster, must go faster. Ugh. That actually yeah. was stolen out of Jurassic Park. Emmerich liked it. Spielberg got pissed off. Good because it it was better in Jurassic Park. They should have left it there. So they're so those two they get they crash on Earth. They rescued out in the desert. Well, now you're missing. I'm sorry. The one of the worst cinematic cinematic scenes of all fucking time. <laughs> Go for it. They the battle is done. Okay, so then we get back to the war room, and the president shows up, and he's just like, "What about our boys?" And Vivica A. Fox and what's her name? I don't know her fucking name. Comms director? Comms director? Yeah. They were in the back of the room, and as he says this, they scurry up in front of the other, all the other people standing in the room, Mm -hmm. and they scurry up and stand in front of them, and he's like, what about our boys? And they're just like, well, we lost contact with them, and then they, they got that sad look on their face. I'm just like, holy shit, this is... So oh, yeah. yeah, bad. Mm-hmm. It is so set up. over the top, yeah. set up, horrible, bad shit, fucking direction, shit, writing, shit, everything. And then it's just like, hold on, sir, <laughs> we see something. And they, uh, they literally, their faces kind of just completely change. And then <laughs> they already okay, know. So we're gonna. The president of the United States of America is going to jump in a jeep with. <laughs> The comms director, 30 other people. Judd Hirsch, <laughs> Adam Baldwin, like basically all the people left in the movie that were famous of some sort, all jump in the Jeep and drive out into the middle of the desert to pick up Will Smith. Will Smith. Because, oh, this is good for you now. Because, of course, they landed there instead of just yeah, flying yeah. back to the base. They, they like dig well, them they, off. Yeah, they crash landed <laughs> in the desert. Did they crash? Well, they just- the, the, the thing blows up and they get sucked into the explosion. And they, we assume that they crash landed, but if they didn't, then why wouldn't they be closer? Right. It's like a local Negaba. This happens to crash land next to you. Happens to crash land here. Didn't I promise you fireworks? Oh, <coughs> uh, God damn. Every fucking line. And that's it. That Will Smith says. And that's your fucking Independence Day. It's a shit movie. It's a horrible movie. <laughs> Happy Fourth of July, everybody. <laughs> it's this it's ridiculous be because we it's, are releasing this on the Fourth of July. The that Thursday. We, it, there's so much promise in the fun. first like twenty to thirty minutes of the film. Yeah, the first twenty to thirty minutes are the are the best part of the movie. Everything and the writing is, is what ruins shit. It. Overwriting three weeks it shows. It it just ruins the writing. Just ruins it, and the acting. For the most part, other than, you know, the third, the, the secondary character's acting is just so fucking one-dimensional and over-the-top, it's almost impossible to enjoy any of the secondary characters. Like, even Adam Baldwin. Adam Baldwin's just, like, straight military guy, 
There's no de- depth. Right. There's no depth to the character. The Jeff Goldblum's ex-wife is very Dry. much just there. Yeah. Right. Like, I had ambition and you didn't have ambition. It's just like, what the fuck is this? This Why, why should we care about any of these characters? We don't. Um, I mean, you kind of have a little bit of feeling between Vivica A. Fox and Will Smith because they definitely had a chemistry. But even that gets very, very hard to stay with, especially towards the end when he's just like giving the ring to this, the kid and patting him on the ass. It's just like, what the fuck is going on? Why are any of these things happening? Yeah. And then, you know, instead of paying attention to the wedding that's going on, we're going to pay attention to Jeff Goldblum playing with his ring, and then she starts jerking off his fucking ring finger. Because that's essentially what it looks like she's doing. It's just like, what it's the fuck is going on? Wonderful viewing if, you know, Pet Cemetery is playing. I don't know. Oh, shut up. So what did you think, Scott? Uh, you know, I just... Okay. So <laughs> that's right. our show right, for the Jerry. week. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what we're doing oh, next. I got to wrap it up. Actually, I do have to wrap it up. I thought we're, we did. I thought we had no, something. We don't have anything. I had no idea. I mean, you're going to the Dominican Republic, so we have to decide before then. So, you know, you can watch it on the plane. Um, okay. Well, then we'll release it on Twitter. We'll release it on Twitter. But I believe it'll be a comedy from the 80s. That would be my guess. Okay. Because we said we were going to do a comedy soon. Wasn't this a comedy? No, this was an action film. Okay. Uh, uh, uh. All right. Okay. All right. Well, well uh, make sure to do all the usual social media bullshit. Stitcher, SoundCloud, How about my blue head? Facebook. Uh, it's dangerous for you to be in the freezer section because you could melt all this stuff. Uh, John, we'll be back in uh, a couple weeks. Happy Independence, everybody. Caddyshack? We'll see. Take care. She was dancing a jig here with this handsome kid. Sick a cigar right from Cuba Cuba. I just bite it. It's for the look. I don't light it. It'll wait to Emmy on the hand. Stay more play. Give it up, Jiggy. Make it feel like four play. Yo, my cardio is infinite. Ha <laughs> Big Willie Styles all in it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it.